When I was young, there was an amazing publication called the Whole Earth Catalog, which was one of the Bibles of my generation. It was created by a fellow named Stuart Brand, not far from here in Menlo Park, and he brought it to life with his poetic touch. This was in the late 60s, before personal computers and desktop publishing, so it was all made with typewriters, scissors, and Polaroid cameras. It was sort of like Google in paperback form 35 years before Google came along. It was idealistic, overflowing with neat tools and great notions. Stuart and his team put out several issues of the Whole Earth Catalog, and then, when it had run its course, they put out a final issue. It was the mid-1970s, and I was your age. On the back cover of their final issue was a photograph of an early morning country road, the kind you might find yourself hitchhiking on if you were so adventurous. Beneath it were the words, stay hungry, stay foolish. It was their farewell message as they signed off, stay hungry, stay foolish. And I have always wished that for myself. And now, as you graduate to begin anew, I wish that for you. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Thank you all very much. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where men lie, women lie, and in America, even the numbers lie. And if you die, and if you go to the hospital any time between now and then, they said COVID is the reason that you die. Straight up. Straight up. Remember to rate and review us on SoundCloud, iTunes Podcast, on Google Play, whatever it is that you do on Spotify, please go and do that. Swelly F and it's Jay. What's going on, my guy? Shit, nothing much, man. Uh, what type of running did you do today? Uh, I did ins and outs. Like, uh, what does that hurt? Does that hurt you on your turns? Like, when, are you doing full speed on your turn? No, 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 no. Like, like I'm that that one hundred. That's that's that straightaway. Mm-hmm. I'm sprinting that. Yeah. And then that curve, that one hundred. That's the curve. I'm walking yeah. that. Because it, would it hurt your legs if you ran it? No. Oh, okay. It's just, Sometimes it's, it feels funny. It's just that I'm going, I'm going full speed on that sprint, so it's that that other hundred is to basically catch my breath to go full speed again. So I did, I did a mile of that, and then I did um, another half mile of just a, a, a constant pace jog. Okay, okay. How, how's it feeling? Because I know you didn't, I know you didn't like your mile time. Well, well, see, this it feels okay. But it's not really what what I was trying to accomplish because you know this isn't a straight mile that I'm I'm going at a constant pace, but at the same time I'm doing the sprints, so I'm getting my heart rate up and I'm getting not really exhausted, but I'm you know I'm pushing myself and then I end it with that straight half mile jog, where it's like okay now that I now that I'm up like if I'm coming down the home stretch, you know and I'm tired, how am I going to finish? Okay, okay. And what's your heart rate looking like? Um, I think I was at a hundred and let me see. I think it was like at one sixty BPMs, okay. I think. Let's see what one it says here. Uh yeah, my average heart rate was hundred and sixty four beats per minute. Oh, okay, okay. So on average, you, you bro, how many? Because I know you have an Apple Watch. That's why I'm asking these questions. Just trying to see, like, are you trying to beat anything? Like, what are you tracking? Like the calories a day that you're burning? 
no, not not really. I'm not zoned in to that extent. I'm just I'm just trying to you know get out and be active more more consistently. So okay. Okay. I'm 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 not even looking at the like today. I'm not looking at that as part of my mile time thing that I'm trying to do, because it wasn't a straight mile that I was I was going. Like I was running and I was walking and I would run and then I'd walk. So I don't really calculate that into my mile goals that I'm working on. Okay, okay. You see, uh, Teddy Bridgewater fool ass. Boy, bike from the bottom of Florida to the top of Florida. I, I threw my bike away yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about here doing five, six miles. He go out here do 74. I was like, I'm done. Why am I even working out? Was he, was he on the bike for like five hours? Yeah, man. That nigga was on the bike five hours, 74 miles, man. That nigga, they're wild. And everybody was like, how the fuck he get back? I was like, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know what he did, but I just seen his little his little tracking thing. And I'm like, put niggas to shame. I say, oh, this boy out here wilding. Yeah, man, them boys. That's a, that's an athlete for you, dog. Them boys, them boys, hungry, man. I, I keep, I mean, I keep hearing people in the NBA talk about, like, I see Austin Rivers talking about something about um, if whoever wins the championship this year is gonna be more of a, a feat. And I'm like, man, I, I don't see it that way. I think some, I think some basketball players are probably getting more training in than they ever have. Like, they might be low key about it. But some of these dudes are like so focused on skill set right now. I think some dudes gonna come back even more lethal. You can't, you can't tell me Kawhi isn't out there training just because he's not putting it on Instagram like LeBron is. Exactly. I mean, and the fact that LeBron is, I don't even, I didn't even know LeBron was putting it on Instagram, but the fact that he is, I mean, that shows you, like, dudes is training, bro. Like, if you think dudes ain't hooping, dog, like, all this virtue signaling people doing, like, I know people are getting in little small groups and doing their thing. I saw I saw uh, Odell Beckham Jr. doing it. Yeah. There was, like, six dudes out there. It's like, y'all training, dog, like, Stop with the jokes, man. Y'all, y'all, a lot of these athletes are going to come back hard. To me, I think this might be the best playoff series ever because you get everybody at 100%. To me, Giannis, Giannis basically, it's like the regular season is starting in the playoffs. You've been off too Dog, much now. Exactly. Yeah, and we just talking like it's going to start soon. It may not start until like maybe August. So. That's last last I heard was like July. No, that's insane. But they this did say like, they did somebody, talk about opening up practice facilities on the first. I don't know if that came through or not, but oh, uh, they was they was virtue signaling trying to make it seem like they really. <laughs> oh, we don't we don't want to you know risk anybody getting sick. Shut up, man. Like I just like I said, I, I'm to the point where I'm tired of like trying to convince people that they're mentally ill. Like just stop it, man. Like the I saw it, it's it's a club. In Midtown, uh, Seaside. Seaside is in Midtown. They were they were open last night, and multiple people told me that it was crowded. And then, but they said that they was doing it basically like Turkey Leg Hut was doing it. They were only letting twenty five percent, you know, capacity, and you were timed. You really you can only go in there like a restaurant. You couldn't go in there like a club. And they said it was a long line outside. And I'm sitting there like, all right, that's a bit. There's no different from being at Walmart in the morning. Like Walmart in a lot of these stores in the morning, there's a line outside. People go inside. They leave when they're done grocery shopping. And I was like, just wait for the dickheads in the news to be like, oh, we open businesses back up and we got a thousand new cases. And I'm sitting there like, so you telling me that beaches opened up, these clubs and these restaurants opened up, people went to them, and the next day they went to go get tested? <laughs> that turnaround how was do, quick. How do, those, how do those correlate? People went out, people went out to go to go eat. Which they probably were doing already. Like, 
once again, like, it's just hilarious to hear people act like they're not interacting with people at all. Like, people really out here wilding and, like, virtue signaling. Or be, let me stop saying virtue signaling. People are, like, literally being hypocrites. They'll go to a quarantine kickback party and get on Instagram and be like, man, y'all need to chill. Y'all keep going places. Like, that shit is just, that shit is becoming a broken record to me. And it's making me laugh. Because I'm like, dog, nobody's chilling that hard. Like, people interacting with other people, dog. Like, stop it. Bro, it's, stop. and, it, and it's kind of like, it's, they'll say, oh, well, y'all need to stop going outside because you being around people that you don't trust. Like, I, I've been, I've, I'm not going to. You know, say this account name. This is celebrity, not not a celebrity. Uh, I say a sports anchor, a sports journalist that I follow on, on Instagram, and she's constantly, hey, you know, social distancing. Even when Dak was out there practicing with Zeke and Dez, she was she you know had a big write up about how that's not social distancing. But she will go to the park with her friends, and they will sit on blankets separately, but they will all take their pets, and the pets will be just walking around going from place to place. Oh my God. Like that's just it's it's ridiculous. Like people will be talking about social distancing and crap, and then they'll be on the elevator. <laughs> I like I like first of all, you when you just got on the elevator, you definitely press some buttons. Just saying, you ain't got no gloves on, and you got this stupid ass designer mask on your chin. Like just shut up. Like like that's like I'm literally to the point. Especially women that women that I've been coming across, I just. I just want to say shut up and twerk so bad, but I'm just resisting it because I'm like, I'm not listening to y'all. Like, I, it's, I'm not listening to somebody that is a is an addict or somebody that is just overall unhealthy and they don't they don't practice good health throughout the year and they're trying to tell me how to be healthy throughout all of that. I'm like, no, shut up, just shut up. Hey, do do what do what makes you feel comfortable. That's that's all. At yeah. the end of the day, do what makes you feel comfortable, and I'm gonna do what I feel what makes me feel comfortable. And those two things are probably not gonna be the same. Straight. Haven't we been talking about minding minding your own business on this show for how long now? Shoes. This is our fourth year, so 48, 49 months now. Bruh, I swear. Like, I I once I once I remember I was talking about it on a prior episode, and I was just like, I understand in some instances where. Minding your own business can, you know, if you're minding your own business, like kind of like Cameron did back in 2000 or whatever, when he was like, if my next door neighbor is a serial killer, you know, I'm just going to move. Like, <laughs> I'm not the law. That's not up to me to stop. Bruh. It's up to me to protect myself. Which is true. And, and see, this is going to be a perfect segue because I'm just trying to. I'm just honestly just trying to get people to understand once again personal responsibility. When it all comes down to it, as Americans with the liberties that we do have, we are accountable for ourselves at the end of the day. And there are things that happen in our society that makes us say, you know what, I'm going to have to make this decision to safeguard myself from something. For instance, I was talking with somebody the other day and I was like, well, people are always talking about how society is, you know, full of murderers, killers, burglars, all kind of stuff. And always talking about how women need to protect themselves from predator men and blah, blah, blah. So in that say, in that case, I just, when you look at the facts, I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, there are predators out there, there are murderers out there and burglars. So should the government find women or cite them for not having 
protective equipment such as a gun or pepper spray or a weapon? Good question, because you're, you're, you're not protecting yourself. So therefore, you're, you're willingly putting yourself at risk. Just saying. It's like, it's like not wearing a seatbelt. It's like, like it's, it's like, like getting it's like getting fined for walking around and not having your mask on. You're not protecting yourself, so I gotta treat you like a dummy, and I have to charge you money because that's what's most important to you, to make you understand. What if they start charging attention? What if they kicked you off Instagram for two weeks? That'd be wild. That'd be real wild. I know. I know. I know somebody who. Nah, I don't, don't want to go there. I'm. I'm. Not, I'm. Not, I'm gonna try to get through this. Um, this episode without any hold music, and that was definitely gonna put some hold music in there, and I don't want to do that. You funny, you stupid, bro. <laughs> I don't know why. I, say, I don't know why I say my speaker's muted. That's weird. Anyways, does that say it on your side too? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I would like to get through this episode with no hold music, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, and and this is not for anybody listening out here. Like once again, I'm not trying to convince you to change whatever you're doing. Stay in the house. Self-isolate, do whatever you want to do. We've been saying this for two or three weeks now. At the end of the day, if you listen to this show, we are, well, I know for sure I am, and I'm pretty sure Jay is too. We are proponents of self-responsibility, self-accountability. And that's something that we talked about on the uh, last episode of the Examples Podcast. And if you don't mind, make sure that when you're on the Instagram No Boundaries page, go on the bio and click that link that's there it's going to take you to the examples pod more than likely that's the link that you're going to see moving forward because bitch ass instagram they don't really like straight up they don't really like and and you taught me this like they don't really like when you promote you and well you and j mark taught me this they don't like when you promote external links that take them off of instagram so if you follow us and you realize like some of our content seems inconsistent and you're not seeing our page uh, uh, our page post one you may need to hit that notification that way you can get our post if you like our post that they don't annoy you and uh, <laughs> shout out to all the people that straight up, straight, shout out to all the people that's been reposting our stuff and even if you don't agree with what you, what you see because I, I think it was funny you sent me a text yesterday and I'm not going to put you on blast but you said a, a, a particular gender 90% of them just scroll their timeline <laughs> and I have I would have to agree with you on that I'm like some people just scroll their timeline and I think people have gotten to the point where they don't like pictures anymore, but it doesn't mean they didn't see it. And just because they don't like it doesn't mean they don't like it. They just some people just get into a scroll mode. I, I think that happens to me quite often. Like I yeah, will, I yeah. will stop. I, I will look at the picture. I'll read the caption, and I'll do everything but like it. Like like that's costing me currency or something, I, and I don't know why. Yeah, and and with me getting used to uh, what is I say. Uh, Internet etiquette or social media etiquette, just like we've talked about text message etiquette. I'm realizing that the etiquette for social media has changed a little bit. I think people are more likely to share your post rather than like it. And I think that there's more to sharing a post than liking it, to be honest with you. I think if somebody takes the time out to share, they really like it. And that's whether they're sharing it to their story or sharing it to their friends. And I view some of the insights on our page, and I realize a lot of times we get a lot of people that save our post and share it more than like it. And that increases the reach, uh, and, and that increases the profile visit. So once again, if you if you follow the No Boundaries page, like, straight up, like, we appreciate that. And uh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm saying all that to say that 
that's funny that you had pointed that out because I'm like, man, you know, we have to. We, I have to change some things on how we move. The, we uh we navigate the page just based on the fact that I would like the reach to to get a little higher. But long story short, uh, we were talking about on the examples podcast. If you listened um about, I want to say we. I don't want to say we talked about virtue signaling because to me that was that was like. A sub conversation, really. It, it it was a con. It was a part of the conversation, but that was a sub conversation because clearly we were talking about the Joe Budden podcast. But to me, I think the real focus was once again etiquette, to, so to speak. Meaning, how are people supposed to behave in society now? And last week, I re-listened to the episode, and I realized that you start off the episode that you were talking about the new normal. And when you said it, the shit actually didn't. I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. Believe it or not. And when you say new normal, do you really know what that like? Do you know what you're saying when you say that? To to me, when I say when I say it, what do I mean by it? Is, yeah. that, is that what you're asking? What well, what I mean by it in that context, I specifically meant life going from now forward as of as COVID related. But in a broader scope, the new normal has changed, and that goes from anything to how you work, how you date. Like we talk about it all the time. You can't date the same way with the access that we have to social media these days. You can't interact with people the same way because of the access that you have with social media these days. You can't your friends are different with different these days because of the access that you have. So last week I specifically meant virus related, but in a broader scope, it's it's life in general. Like we always talk about how We'll have the traditional man and the traditional woman, and then you have the modern man and the modern woman. I, I think it's a comparison of those two. This is this is the new normal. This is the modern. Okay, okay. You know me. <laughs> I'm gonna take it a little deeper. <laughs> do, do you think deep thought? Do you think? I, I really, truthfully believe when I hear new normal, I think of a different way of it's it's social engineering in plain sight. Like they're trying to tell us what the new normal is. Like they're quoting it as new normal because they want our behaviors to change. They keep telling us that the behaviors need to change. But in reality, I started off the show by saying like, people are going to seaside. People are going to, I don't know if you know about it, if y'all follow the page once again, uh, it's a club out here, Club Onyx, it's a strip club. They were raided uh, this past Friday. I believe that was the first they were raided because the governor said, you know, obviously restaurants can only open up at a 25% capacity. And they said that, yes, we're going to, we're a restaurant. Don't you, you can't come here unless you had, you come in here with the intention to sit down and eat and leave the dancers, the strippers, whatever you want to call them. I don't know what the PC term is anymore. They're just added. It's almost like going to twin peaks. What's the difference? I'm just saying. I mean, as long as 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 long as like you say, you're cycling out of there at a reasonable time frame instead of like if you go to a strip club, how much time you spend there? Two to three hours. Yeah. You and go I, to dinner, I, you spend about ninety nice. minutes. Yeah. Good conversation. Yeah. 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 And you leave. Around me, there's like I, I told y'all boys, it was a cigar. It was a cigar uh, bar that opened up around me. That was one of the only ones that was open, and people. Were just you know it was actually most of the patio that was open, and 
I don't think the inside was open. So they opened the patio, and the patio was, was decently, you know, crowded, in my opinion. Once again, I'm saying this to say, if you pay attention to what's going on, if you're looking at the real world, it seems like a lot of people are saying, hey, I'm going to get back to my normal life. I'm going to get back to what was once normal to me. Instead of y'all trying to say this new normal, like, I'm not changing what I do because you guys are constantly saying, hey, this is the new normal. This is the new normal. You may be able to impose that on, like, businesses and stuff. When I come into your business, I may adhere to what you got going on for now. But the fact of the matter is I truthfully believe that humans today are going to try their hardest to force what they're used to back into play. I don't think that the new normal is actually going to I don't think that the new normal is going to stick the way people think it's going to stick. I think a lot of people are I think a lot of people will say, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm going to keep my mask on as long as I can. I'm going to I'm going to social distance as long as I can. But I I really believe that when I walk out into the real world, I do believe that a lot of people are saying fuck that shit. Well, especially in Texas. I mean, clearly it's everywhere cuz if you if you go to a lot of these people pages like I'll go I think I'll see somebody like a like a like a baller alert or something one of these pages they'll post I think they posted Huntington Beach and that bitch was crowded. And then you go in the comments and be like, oh, look at these idiots and blah, blah. But I'm like, that's a lot of fucking people out there. And I'm like, y'all on Instagram talk about look at these idiots. And I'm like, I'm looking at these, I'm looking at all these people that are outside. Like, it just kind of feels like there's a disconnect now. And I, we talked about that on the podcast. It's almost like some of the people that was in the comments probably was out there on Huntington Beach. <laughs> <laughs> so... So like I said, like it just it just really seems like reality for a lot of people will remain the same, but in the back of their minds, they'll always look at COVID nineteen as yeah, like I gotta be cautious about it, but like I gotta get back to normal life. Like, well, how how can you change a barbershop? Like, what's can, what can you really change about a barbershop? You nail salon. I mean, you could you could limit the occupancy, but at, at the same time, you know, your it's skin cells. It's it's. I mean, that's that's a that's a breeding ground right there. Like you you really can't change that. I mean, you said something about uh, we were talking about the expansions of the effects of the shutdown. We talked about uh on a on an IG live yesterday. I, we was on the IG live yesterday with uh Tay. She hopped on there with us and she talked about how her the funeral service that she does accounting for i believe the stock went down 25 percent and i went ahead and looked at it it actually went down like 26.8 percent but i'm like damn and i mean you asked a real good question like me personally i don't know if you remember but like a month ago before we had one on our hiatus i remember somebody on twitter was asking me what do you think a good job would be that's pandemic proof i said shit a funeral a, a more a more a mortician because as much as they was talking about there was so many people dying, I was under the impression that funerals were filling up with bodies. Therefore, you gotta you, you gotta um you gotta have uh, technically have funeral services, cremate them, put them in the ground. You gotta do something. But apparently, because of social distancing laws and all these other laws that are fucking ridiculous to me, they've come about and they've they've made it to the point where even funeral services can't really make money anymore. I mean, funeral homes can't make money because they can't because the funeral service is the bread and butter. Yeah, that's what I got from it. Because you said, are they putting bodies on ice? Well, I'm guessing putting bodies on ice must not be that expensive. 
Or can I, I just? But it takes up room. That's the question, though. It, it, are they? Do they have that many bodies? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you think about it this way: you only hear about New York saying, "Oh, we putting bodies in refrigerated trucks and this, that, and the other." You don't, you don't hear that about the rest. You, I would, I would, if I heard that about New York, I'd expect to hear that about California. Honestly, I actually, I would expect to hear that by any about any major city. So I would expect to hear that about Houston as well. Which means that if you got to pay to put a body on ice, business should be booming. Well, to an extent, and if you can't afford to put a body on ice, you got to say, look, I got to bury somebody and it's just going to have to be this way because I can't, you know, pay my proper respects because, hey, I don't have the funds to, to keep you around that long. I swear to God, when James Brown died, he was on tour for like two months before they finally put him in the ground. People oh, ain't yeah. got that kind of money. So it's kind of like you are you putting bodies on ice or are you are you are you burying them? And it's like, all right, I'm gonna have to do, just do a service later because I can't like I, it, I, I can't comprehend that. It, it comes back to what you said last night. Y'all putting bodies on ice. The stocks went y'all stocks are going down, went down by 25 percent. The last since since the pandemic has started, your stock has went down 25 percent. So if you're putting bodies on ice. We can. It's. I guess it's safe to assume that, to an extent, putting bodies on ice is cheaper than a funeral service. But even then, if you have that much, that many bodies, it should almost add up to having a funeral service. And then, like some of these people, got to be doing a funeral service. Don't you think that's kind of disrespectful to keep a body on ice that long? I think that's why. Because <laughs> if you keep body, you can't do no open casket or anything like that. Man. If you got a body on ice, it's gonna, you know, you you gotta get you gotta get them in the dirt pretty quick. Like I I, I don't know, and so yeah, you gotta bury them. Whether it's it's zero people or ten people there, you gotta get people in the dirt. In my personal listen, opinion, listen. but you know, my knowledge is limited. Yes, yes, I'm glad you said that. Listen, people, we are not experts. We are asking questions. And if you and, and and we had somebody that necessarily wasn't an expert, but they gave their honest opinion based on the fact that they're close to the industry. And all she could say was the reality is there are people that are not having services right now, because even though they're saying that 10 people can come, I'm guessing keeping a body on ice is less disrespectful than saying, hey, y'all can't come to the funeral. We can only have we can only have 10 people. So, you know, we're sorry. And I, I don't know. And it's just like, and they're like, you know, we asked, we said, okay, how come they can't do a virtual service? And then she was like, uh, I mean, you know, you know, some people just, they, they not, they not fine with that. But I'm like, it once again, the new normal, the new normal. So if you're saying that this, this new normal is something that you're, that you're trying to make us believe is something that's going to come, then why wouldn't somebody want to adjust to that? It's because they're not buying into this new normal bullshit. People actually want to go to a funeral service still. Why? Why, why aren't you embracing it? Like, Straight. like, 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 online delivery with groceries. Like, <laughs> because on see, and that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, well, even with the new normal, when you're talking about online online delivery service, that was something that was already moderately normal before. Right. Just like, just like, just like. People, I, like it's, it's women that were hitting me up the other day because they heard me talking about OnlyFans. 
and they were and I was just explaining them and, and then their their queen the queen bee she talked about OnlyFans too so I, it's it's you know obviously it's getting uh, becoming way more popular but I was letting them know that the concept of OnlyFans is something that was already somewhat normalized it's just that it was a subgroup of men that partook in that type of stuff like kind of like the the younger little perverts that dealt with uh webcam girls but OnlyFans is just mainstream name now and people are saying OnlyFans not realizing that there are hundreds of other platforms that deal with webcam girls because that's all it is and webcam girls have been around for a minute now a long time yeah, yeah Pimp, they're, they're even them. said pimping ain't dead it just moved to the web say it again say it. just yeah, like, you <laughs> long know, live the pimp straight up though you know and I'm, and I'm just once again I'm just trying to get people to realize that a lot of this stuff that you want to believe is going to be a new normal. I mean, some stuff may creep in there and last, but I think that our human nature is going to fight against it. That's why I asked Tay last night. I said, yeah, I know I see a lot of, I see a lot of women. I see a lot of people in general. They're having these virtual happy hours. Is that something that's going to continue after the quarantines and stuff are, are lifted? Or are y'all going to be excited to get back once you realize that there is no second wave? Or the second wave ceases and all that stuff, and they're like, you know, uh, yeah, of course, we'll drop, we'll drop all that FaceTime and the Zoom shit with the quickness. Once again, proving that this new normal isn't really here to stay. It's fairly temporary, unless the media and the government really forces it on you. Like I was watching, I was watching somebody sent me a, a clip of. The Chicago mayor, and I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the Chicago mayor. She stressed the fuck out, Chief. Bruh, stressed, she, she looked like she's more of a president than a mayor. Bruh, she stressed out. So she basically has went full-on dictator. Basically, similar to how things are going in Houston with Hidalgo and Turner versus Greg Abbott. It's just a lot of, it's a pissing contest and the, the the citizens are the pawns. So she's basically to the point where she's using this as a way to keep the streets clean. She's trying to keep niggas off the streets. See, people are like, Bro, people, people not paying people attention. People wild out in Chicago regardless of what side of town it is. Exactly. And people not paying attention. Chicago is trying to use this as a way to limit gang violence. So they're using, they're saying... Y'all need to stay in the house because y'all spreading stuff. But in actuality, they're just trying to keep you in the house so you niggas don't shoot up each other. <laughs> Crime is straight down. Up. Straight up. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, can I be mad at that? No, but the fact of the matter is it's misleading and it's dishonest because you're saying that you're trying to keep everybody healthy and safe, but that's not the truth. You're literally... Technically, you're just trying to keep them safe because you're trying to keep niggas off the street. And if you watch the clip, and, and hopefully I'll be able to send this to you. So when you upload the episode or whatever, you can probably put these links up. Because somebody had hit us up. Or was A couple of people had hit us up. Was just like, you know, we were referencing some stuff last week. And they, didn't, they didn't see any evidence of it. And they was like, y'all niggas could have been making that up. And I was like, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's fine. We be lying sometimes. It's cool. And sometimes but, uh, I just be making stuff up. <laughs> straight up I'm trying to give y'all an hour here <laughs> think I gotta get creative here dog. ain't a lot going on 
No, but yeah. So basically, you know, I I found that 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 was interesting. And you said something a minute ago about how you believe a lot of these major cities, if 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 the death rate is as high as they say they are, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna keep saying this. Like, if you think and you see all these new normals being pushed pushed against, there's a lot of people that are pushing against. They're they're opposed to the new normal. So if you have this many people out there that are opposed to the new normal, because don't get it twisted. When you go on Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, there are a lot of bots out there that are that are working to be opposition, making it seem like there aren't. Believe it or not, I think it's even. I think it's a fair amount of people that want to stay home, want to stay quarantined. And it's just as many people that are like, fuck this shit. We need to go back to work. And we're seeing that with the fact that 30 million people unemployed, I would probably say a good half of those people are like, you know what? Yeah, this money good, but I would actually rather go back to work because, believe it or not, some people probably do make more money with a job. This The, the unemployment is probably a break-even point. And mentally, it doesn't... I don't think it's... You seen that picture of the Halliburton picture? I, I sent you that, right? Yeah. Where they had the uh, they had the uh, what do they call those? The um, termination boxes. Basically, when you walk into Halliburton on Monday in Houston, they're gonna give you a box and they're gonna tell you to pack up and it's time to go because they're supposed to be laying off like forty five hundred people. I don't think that a lot of people that work at Halliburton are gonna be happy with having to wait two to four weeks for an unemployment check. And at the end of the day, that unemployment check is going to last to like maybe four months. And then after that, they're in an industry that's looking pretty volatile moving forward, just based on the fact that this crisis is being behind this crisis for a lot of y'all that don't know. There are a lot of people that are are pushing for the Green New Deal, basically where, you know, there's a lot of things that come with the Green New Deal. But one of the most important things you have to understand is clean energy is looking like the future. And I actually posted a video about, uh, I think it's called the, the Zeitgeist, the, men, uh, men, uh, the addendum, Zeitgeist addendum. And a lot of it has to do with uh, uh, Jacques Fresco and his Venus project. And his Venus project has a lot to do. He, he actually died two years ago, so he'll actually never get to see this come to light. But a lot of his mindset is moving towards cleaner energy and keeping the earth cleaner obviously with less emissions and also he was kind of for a global economy a lot of people aren't really for that because a lot of people are nationalist as we all know so uh once again that's on the page go ahead check that out but uh like i was saying you were saying something a minute ago about major cities and bodies piling up and i thought it was interesting that have you noticed that most major cities are like playing that game though. Like most major cities are all are all in it. Like me being in the small county that I'm in, it seems like we're not we're not acting that we're not moving like the city of Houston is or Harris County. Like we're opposed to what they're doing. But at the same time they're like, well do what y'all do. But we're gonna do it how we do it over here because we're going based off of stats. But it seems like most places that have a major city it seems like they have an agenda behind their their so-called health crisis. New York, San Francisco, New Orleans, Chicago, Seattle, Detroit, major cities. Didn't, didn't, didn't our honorary member say something about that last night? 
what yeah, what did he say? I can't remember offhand. Because I remember, I remember I he said something, and then you were saying something while I was typing. You know that the hospitals um, receive more funding when they have the COVID di- diagnostics. So um, diagnosis, excuse me. So to say, you know, I have this many people who have COVID means I'm going to get more resources. I'm going to get more government funding. And as we mentioned, a lot of a lot of hospitals have been losing money to urgent care centers that have been popping up over the past. I want to say five to ten years because five, ten years. Why, why am I going to the emergency room and having this long wait when I can go to this urgent care and I can be seen within an hour? Yeah. But I also, and, I also and did and note I that physician assistants run urgent care is not actual doctors. Yes, correct, correct. And that's that's something that came into effect when Obama was in office. There, there, uh, And once again, I think that that had, and we talked about this last night, we kept talking about economics, and we talked about economics on the Examples podcast too, and this is a prime, this is a prime example of economics with, with, with doctors, with major hospitals, Losing so much, as far as competition goes, with major hospitals losing to these little urgent cares that have popped up, it has increased the amount of money that is is going to cost you to get basic services at a hospital. And people don't realize that they voted for that. And then they get mad at the fact that hospitals charge so much. And like you just said, well, in America, you pay for convenience. And I remember I was having this um, this meeting where I had to be. I, I conducted this meeting at work, and I was like, pretty much just trying to explain to people like, there is a reason why grocery stores exist in this era. And I was basically just explaining to people like, you go into a store and you get ground beef or you get ground turkey or whatever you get, you have to understand that you're paying for a convenience. And by by me saying that you're paying for convenience, I'm just pointing out the fact that you don't you don't have to go out there and go hunt for your own meat. You don't have to actually go out there, grab your own pig and take it to your own slaughterhouse. So therefore, since all that is cut out, you get you get to just go into a store and already get it packaged and you pay for that. And you may not like the fact you may not like the cost. You may not like the fact that you're, quote unquote, paying for convenience. But that's a reality. And a lot of times when you pay for convenience, at the end of the month, you you see it. And I think that these urgent cares and these places like that, you, you get what you pay for, too. Because like you said, you're dealing with physician's assistance. So you technically are not dealing with the highest quality of medical care that you could get. But once again, you're paying for convenience. You know, if you go get your own pig, you get – you, matter of fact, if you get to get your own baby piglet – you raise it, you keep it healthy, you do what you need to do to it, then you you cut it up, you you slaughter it or whatever. You are in control of how healthy that that meat is compared to when you go to a grocery store and it's already packaged for you. You don't know where the fuck they got that pig from. That pig could have been running through the hood in New York or some shit. They just grabbed the hoe up and chopped it up. Like you don't know. But once again, when you're paying for convenience, you really can't ask that many questions. Low key, just saying. Yeah. But uh, you know, so that that that's where that's where we are now, man. But uh, like I said, I think that was a good point that you brought up when you said bodies on ice, though. It's just I just keep going back to that. And like I said, at the end of the day, if y'all are paying attention, you have to realize most major cities are hurting right now because of this. And like I said last week, they're gonna find a way. They're gonna find a way to get their money, man. They're definitely gonna find a way. 
You chuckling over there, man. You, I, I keep on feeling like you're doing something on that phone, man. Something that's making making you laugh. No, no, I'm good. I'm just, uh, I was, I know um, we had the conversation about how the insurance company, insurance companies were affected. And then so kind of tying into that funeral, funeral stuff, I reached out to my friend that works in insurance. And she was, and I asked her, you know, do y'all do burial insurance? And I was asking her about claims that they had been seeing. And then she told me she hadn't she hadn't seen a spike in, in, in burial insurance claims. And I was like, people with people without burial insurance. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a niche market, I guess, because everybody doesn't have burial insurance, especially, you know, if you don't plan on dying anytime soon. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So she's she says they're not seeing a lot of that. And this just goes down the wormhole. And she's like, you know, she says she thinks Italians are more susceptible to it because that's why the numbers are so high in New York. And then she goes, it makes sense that they say the Italians and the blacks. And I was like, I'm asking her, how come white people are never susceptible to anything? And then she's like, oh, because, you know, the Italians and blacks have the predisposition of hypertension and diabetes. And again, I asked, well, how come white people are never susceptible to anything? Why are y'all just the healthiest people on earth? <laughs> There's actually a theory for that, and I don't know if a lot of you guys have been. And this it's about to get real dark here. Uh, <laughs> I look, I, I go through a lot of comment sections, and I keep, I keep seeing, you know, obviously people that are are anti-protesters and shit like that. They keep talking about natural selection. They keep pointing <laughs> out that. Have you been seeing that? You've been seeing. I know. I mean, people keep saying, "Oh, you know, natural selection is going to deal with them. Natural selection is going to deal with them." See, natural selection is a funny thing because I hate to go here, but you have to realize that, yes, I understand that if you don't safeguard yourself from something, then that increases the likelihood of you getting hurt by it or dying because of it. Similar to maybe, I'll just say similar to getting into a car on a very foggy night where you don't have a lot of visibility and then you end up crashing into a tree. Well, that's just and you end up crashing into a tree and dying, and that's natural selection at work because of the fact that you increase that chance of dying based on the fact that you got into a car, even if you had a seatbelt on, the visibility was it wasn't there. So you increase the chances of you dying. But at the same time, natural selection is you leaving the house with a mask on and getting hit by a car. Like, I mean, you can't just say you just can't say natural selection is going to work in your favor because you're taking all the necessary precautions. Like you can take all the necessary precautions and not leave your house and you could still have a heart attack. And because you're at the house by yourself, you end up dying. (laughs) That's that's technically natural selection. It's like, hey, yeah, yeah. Final destination is natural. There's natural selection. But also natural selection plays into survival of the fittest too and something that people fail to realize is like you asked a great question you talk about white people not being susceptible to these things well there's a theory that's floating around that a lot of americans a lot of white people in general the reason that they're they're not as susceptible to a lot of these things is because they survived the spanish flu a lot of those people that survived the spanish flu were a generation or uh, that was like a bloodline of people that withstood that time and they passed on the strongest genes. So the people that are walking around that are descendants of people that survived the Spanish flu, something like coronavirus probably not gonna do probably not gonna even come on man, seriously? Little punk ass coronavirus only taking out people that's 90 years old. Come on. That's so, like somebody getting polio. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 and if y'all don't believe me, like, Google it. Like, it's like, you know, and I know love, people love Google. Like, it's, that's, it's a fact. Like, those, and once again, if you, if you pay attention to what I'm saying, these people survived the Spanish flu, and let's just be honest, in the early 1900s, they probably weren't doing half the stuff they were doing now. So if you really want to talk about natural selection, the people that are going out and not isolating themselves and not quarantining, they're more likely if they survive through this, which it's a it's a 98% chance they will, if they survive through this and then they carry on, pass their genes on, they're going to have the type of genes that were able to withstand the coronavirus. People that go ahead and get vaccines and stuff like that or continue to run from this virus I mean, at that point, it's survival of the fittest because you basically omitted yourself from the competition. It's almost like I'm not going to jump into the ring with that line to see if I could beat the line. But at the end of the day, there are people that are going to jump into the ring with that line and they may end up beating that line, which they're showing I'm a stronger, I'm a stronger, I'm a stronger breed. And that's kind of, it's crazy, but that's kind of how it works. I mean, you have an immune system for a reason. Yeah. They, they keep trying to say that the, the the herd immunity was debunked, but I'm sorry, like, once again, it's a lot of people still going out and being fairly active. Walmarts, HEBs, Whole Foods, these places are being operated every day because they're listed as essential. So, I'm sorry, like, you guys can pump, the, pump up these numbers all you want, and for y'all idiots that don't realize what's going on, people keep talking about the numbers rising, and once again, I know that a lot of you guys out there are non-player characters and non-player characters, and y'all don't have brain think for yourselves. But understand something: a month ago, there wasn't any testing. There wasn't a lot of testing. A lot of people weren't getting tested. So, fast forward to today, a lot of people that couldn't get tested three weeks ago are getting tested now. And let, let's be honest: now, it's a lot of false positives that are being put put in out there that are being ignored. But Let's just be honest. There are people out there that are getting tested today, and there's more people getting tested, so of course the numbers are going to go up. But that doesn't mean anything in a sense of, if you really look at these high numbers, how come the death, how come the fatalities don't match up to what they predicted? Because remember, when this first started, they said that we could see upwards of 2.2 million deaths. And the guy last night on the IG Live was saying, well, if we didn't take the precautions to social distance and self-isolate, then those numbers probably would be at 2.2 million. I'm like, man, come on. Do you really <laughs> think that many people are self-quarantining and self-isolating? You know you know what we call that? What? Moving the goalpost. Definitely moving the goalpost. It is. It's... It is. I mean, but but what 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 really what really <laughs> like Peter Griffin would say what really grinds my gears is that I, you see people being <laughs> tested multiple times. You're seeing people that are asymptomatic be tested multiple times, and you're seeing animals be tested multiple times, but you haven't tested every human that you possibly can yet. Like I that's that's like like they pop up. Oh, this tiger at the fucking zoo has has coronavirus, and it's like. What made you test the tiger? Hey, the zookeeper was, you know, like, 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 give me the backstory. You testing the tiger just randomly out here? Like, the, this tiger is more important than, than Jay Brooks getting a test? <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. This is America, I mean, though. it's... When you're a non-player character, you don't see these things. Because, once again, 
that's an important question to ask yourself. And when you ask yourself that question, don't get away from that fact that they tested a tiger. Like, who is that tiger going to come around? He's going to come around other tigers and they get it? All right, cool. Let them little tiger fucks have coronavirus. And they're going to be fine. They're going to live. Did that tiger die? That's my knowledge. You know, I'm pretty sure he didn't. And the people that don't, I mean, more than likely, you're not going to want to follow up because of how trivial it is. It doesn't matter that, it honestly doesn't matter that a dog can get coronavirus. Because at the end of the day, a lot of these people that ran out and got these adoption center dogs, they locked up with their dogs in the fucking house anyway, and they ain't interact, interacting with anybody. But at the same time, if if a dog can get coronavirus, a dog can get the flu, a dog can get any other sickness, I don't really understand why we were told that animals couldn't get it. Like, that was weird to me. I'm like, shit, animals can get most sicknesses. Like, I was, I was having, animals get cancer. Like, <laughs> I was having this conversation yeah, with my I, I stepdad. Um, where they and I mentioned this to you, where it's like you know, oh, smoking weed could increase your risk of getting coronavirus. It's like, well, duh, you're putting you're putting smoke into your lungs, whether it's weed, whether it's cigarettes or anything else you could possibly smoke. Well, yeah, that just fucking makes sense. You're weakening your lungs. Like it's like it's like y'all just throwing shit at the wall because it it it, it it's it sticks, but it's kind of like shit. I can tell you two plus two is four all day long, and then I'm gonna say you take the back two and put it in front of the front two. It still equals four. You're not blowing nobody's fucking mind. <laughs> hey man, when it's all said and done, I'm gonna continue to use my common sense and my rationale to get through this. The the only the one time that I put a mask on or this with gloves is when I went to my mom's house because once again she's 72. And so and me and my son went over there and we was kicking it and she was got tired of looking at looking at us with mask on. She told us to take that shit off because we look stupid. So <laughs> even with her, like, she's fine, man. And she even knows all she says, and I'm gonna keep saying this, all she says is, This is a foreign virus. Be cautious of it. But a lot of this stuff that's happening right now, it's a bit ridiculous. And if y'all seen the latest post, I'm gonna say it again. If you go on our page, you're gonna see that. I'm definitely an advocate for taking the virus seriously, but come on, man. I can chew my food and think at the same time. And with that being said, we don't got to, the, the, the shit that we've done to supposedly flatten the curve, like, really? Like, stop it. You're flattening the curve to open the economy back up again, which means, in my opinion, you're not really trying to flatten the curve. You're trying to extend the curve, just make it a little more, pleasant to look at kind of like my say instead of saying recession instead of saying depression you say recession but yeah the only with the only difference being time that's it the only only difference being times like well i can't i can't say that this is a depression because enough time hasn't passed that that's it that that's really it man that's really at the end of the day it's kind of like it's it's like saying well I, i i can't say that me and my ex are done because you know neither one of us has died yet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got back together 30 years later you, you know we weren't done we weren't done it's, it's we, just we time done. we was finished <laughs> <laughs> but you said you said your mom your mom was a nurse right yeah 32 years so so i i tend to take what she says with 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 more you know acknowledgement but you know, a yeah. lot of a lot of old people would just say, "Hey, when it's my time to go, it's my time to go." That's 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 their form of saying natural selection. When it's my time, it's my time. There's not going to be anything I can do about it. 
just, I mean, honestly, yes, that's true. Like I said, take the precautions you need to to stay healthy. That take the same precaution that you would do to take to stay healthy in any situation with any type of virus going around. Germs float around every day. That's all common sense people are saying. All we're saying is germs are always at play here. Like I said a month ago, if you went into a grocery store two months ago, they always had Perel wipes in there to wipe the shopping cart. Fast forward to today, them bitches running out every day now because apparently a lot of motherfuckers didn't take the responsibility to clean their own damn shopping carts. Now you have paid, you have employees that were once cashiers that stand outside of these grocery stores now to wipe your damn baskets down because Americans are not responsible. But I still believe that when you put it in their mind that, hey, this is something that you need to do. We would like it if you did it. That's all I'm saying. And at the end of the day, they have to, and, and I'm, and this is going to be the segue into the examples podcast before we log off. Wait, wait, wait. I, w- I want to drop something too after you finish your thought. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, once again, it's still personal responsibility. And you have to accept the consequences of what happens to you if you don't wipe down your own cart. Speaking of wiping down your own cart, I went to Walmart today, Sunday, yesterday morning, matter of fact. And you know how they always have the door greeter there or anything like that. Well, now they've they've really divided up the, the, the traffic into ingress and egress traffic. And so on my way out, you know how they used to have the, the person standing there and they'd arbitrarily scan your receipt, you know, make sure, you know, kind of just randomized check, checking the receipts, right? Shit, the door greeter they got, she's sitting on a chair outside. You just wave your receipt at her. And she's like, I bet. I was like, oh, this is the perfect time to steal from Walmart. <laughs> I'm just gonna flip flip my re- I'm gonna be in there with no mask on. I'm gonna flip my receipt at you. Yeah, I got my receipt on and they she ain't try to get close to me. She, I you know, whatever, just keep going. Oh, this is the perfect time to steal from Walmart. I mean, if you go to Walmart with a mask on and you steal, that makes it even easier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, I, I said that in New York. I said it when they said, Oh, they made uh they made masks. Um, uh, mandatory. I was like, yo, this is gonna end well. Cause I'm sorry, niggas finna turn into bandits, and I guarantee you, the media is not gonna talk about that shit. Cause I know in some, I know in some cases, crime has risen, but they ignoring that shit because they still want to tell you that hey, this is the best mode of action when it comes to defeating the coronavirus. Which in actuality, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's, this is. I, I told you and keep this. This is going to go down. In, in as far as the 21st century goes, this is the biggest. This is the biggest hoax. This is and and, when, and I know a lot of people hear hoax and they automatically think that somebody's saying that it's fake. No, a hoax is literally just saying that this is the biggest whoop de do. This is the biggest finesse of the century by our government. Meaning, they took this situ- they took this crisis and they manufactured it into something that was better for their gain. It's a hoax. They did it with the Vietnam War. They did it with World War II. They did it with the Cold War. Like they do it all the time. But if you don't, if you're an NPC and you're not aware of history, then these things will go over your head. And it's it's sad to see, but I mean, it's just reality. I think somebody told me the other day it was like, uh, it's crazy how uh, even if history, they said history has a tendency to either repeat itself, and sometimes it has a tendency to rhyme real well. <laughs> like, like straight up, I was like, "Damn, that's some real shit." 
But uh, before I get off of here, man, I, I, on the Examples podcast, we were talking about personal responsibility and accountability. And uh, in the midst of their virtue signaling, they were talking about how men to men need to be more accountable. And I was a little bit disgusted by that because I was like, in my mind, when we were talking about sexual assault and how nuanced it is, I really feel like after I went back and listened to it, there were two things that came to mind. I said, yes, I agree that men need to be accountable. But listening to hip hop artists say that in a realm where they they promote a lot of toxicity with their rap and with their overall behavior, I thought that was odd. But I also looked at the sexual assault laws again, and I was like, man, like this takes a lot of onus away from women. But the main thing about hip hop to me is I don't know a lot of people that they, they might not know who Lil TJ is, but recently Lil TJ. He, uh, I guess, I think Lil TJ had just turned 18 or 19 this past weekend, and he put he 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 brought out a rapper. I think her name is Thought Princess. Ah, I forgot her name. Thought, she goes by Thought Princess Ruby Rose. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it is. She's out of Atlanta, yeah, right? Goes, possibly. She goes by Thought Princess Ruby Rose. I'm gonna repeat that. She goes by Thought. Princess Ruby Rose. And for a lot of you that don't know what a thought is, that pretty much just means that hoe over there. So she embraces the fact that she is the princess of these hoes over here. So she got flewed out by this rapper, little TJ. And when she arrived, I guess he got the cheeks. And then he was like, you can go now. And then she was like, well, I need you to give me a ticket out. And he was like, basically, I'm not finna buy you a ticket. And the part that was the, the most cringy to me was the fact that he's on Snapchat, like, kind of bragging about it and, like, putting her on blast, like, this chick mad, I won't fly her out. And I'm just like, bruh, like, I heard Joe Button talking about OGs and shit, and I think that was kind of corny, too, but I, I respect it to a degree because I think that a lot of OGs, so to speak, they move grimy, too. But the fact of the matter is, let's just be 100 here. A stand-up gentleman is not going to be the type of dude that's going to pull a move like that and then broadcast it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't got to show the world that you got the cash to fly hoes out and then leave them stranded. Because I thought it was ironic that he did that. Because doesn't that sound the same as what this Chris Stiles gentleman did? Yeah. He... he he, he, he wasn't going to get what he wanted, so he was just like, you're on your own. I, I put you into a situation where you either give me what I want or you have to fend for yourself. And like he said, you're on Myrtle Ave. Fending for yourself. You got you got flewed out to, I think, probably like New York or something, and now you stuck out here. Now you got to fend for yourself. What's the difference? Can Ruby Rose file sexual assault on him now? Because once again, the sexual assault laws that have been readjusted say that if a woman wakes up the next day and she regrets her actions she can file sexual assault so is little tj snitched on himself now quite possibly just saying man quite possibly because she got she came she came out there under the pretext of hey you know we're i'm gonna come out we're gonna do whatever and you know you're gonna fly me out you're gonna fly me back and depending on how in the weeds you want to get into it he's "Quote unquote" in breach of contract, like and I and yeah. I and I know that uh, Chris Carter used to do this thing with, with the NFL rookies, and it was primarily about 
the people you hang out with. But also, mm-hmm. he I think he also talked about that consent stops whenever they say no. So if even if you're in the middle of the act and they say no, that's when consent stops. And I and I and I agree with that. Like if you're having sex with somebody and in the middle of the act is like no, I don't want to do this anymore, and you don't stop. Hey, after that has changed, and I think men specifically don't. I think it might be a pride thing when if if I was if I was to be sleeping with somebody in the middle of sex and I was like, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I think a man would go ahead and finish. And be like, hey, you know, I got into this. I started sleeping with this chick in the middle of it. Like, I started to regret it, but I had already got there. So I changed my mind. I changed my mind, but I still finished it out. And I, I, I think that's just a men, a man, a male mentality. I don't think it has anything to do with, oh, yeah, I got that ass still or anything like that. Because I think men can be uh, emotionally aware of situations in the midst of them and realize that they were a bad idea and, and, and regret them. And I think women don't give us the credit for that. So many men are taught to grin and bear it. So a lot of times that's probably why they would do that. And once again, on the examples podcast page, they posted an article about a guy that was abused by his girlfriend. A lot of that abuse had to do with the fact that they had two kids together and he always felt inferior of their lives and his. So he was always basically, you know, coerced into doing a lot of things that he didn't want to do. And that's just crazy. You know how people put themselves in that situation and, if you're the man, if you're the master manipulator, you can you you capitalize off that situation the best. And honestly, my advice, even to a little TJ, even to these crystals, like like all these people, like even the women, like people just need to realize, like we stay we're in sensitive times right now. And I said it. I'm I, I mean I'm willing to defend anything I said on the examples podcast because I know that I said some cutthroat shit on there, and it's but because in my passionate sense of reasoning in that moment i truthfully believe that in the end i really value personal responsibility like if i do something knowingly if i know i did it and i know that i i shouldn't have done it like i have no problem fessing up like like, yeah i fucked up i'm totally aware that i did it that's fine because we know that we do shit and we're not aware of it like i don't need to get into that but people do shit and they're like, damn, I didn't, I didn't even realize I did that. That's, that's, that's kind of, that's forgivable in my honest opinion. Mm-hmm. But like, if you know, you did some shit, like little TJ did, like, bro, you flew this chick out here, fly her back home. Like, why you, like, low key, you kidnapping at this point? Like, yeah. Like, what like, what, doing? like, why, why does that feel good to you? Like, why does that make you feel like you're more of a man, or, or that you should be cool around your friends? That, for whatever reason, like, why, why is that reputable to you? And once again, I really feel like somewhere along the lines, hip hop culture promotes that. Hip, it's a, it's a, it's a certain part of hip hop that promotes this, and and I think and it trickles into the black community, and it's been going on for a while now. And I had like I had almost I was gonna do a blog post on eugenics, but eugenics is a is a touchy subject for some people. But the fact of the matter is, it's almost like we're devolving as a society, especially the black community, because we're, we're creating more guys like little TJ. We're creating more guys that are like kind of heartless and don't show empathy. And it's not just the men. It's a lot of these women too. Like it's, it's getting real cutthroat out here to the point where we're in a society where we literally, we can't trust anybody. 
That's why marriage rates are low. Infidelity is high as hell. Like, that's scary to live in a world that mirrors a world that none of us would have even... If somebody told you to create a world, like, create your own little utopia, would you create this? No. I'm, try, I'm trying to find out where I had I had sent you that message about marriage because I wanted to read it. Um, but no, like this was this wouldn't be like the environment that I would want. This wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get married. And this is this is the, the society that that we're going to that we're going to operate in. I had sent you this. I said the likelihood of marriage not working is so much higher than the possibility of it working out these days. So in a reasonable mind state. You're you're almost signing yourself up for failure. You're signing yourself up to beat the odds. Every time. Every time. Every time. But if we haven't realized if we've realized anything in these past two months, people don't really know what odds are. Like you tell people that the chances of you dying of the coronavirus is less than a percent, and they tell you I'm not about to take that chance. But then that same person, you tell them the chances of you getting a divorce are about 66%. <laughs> they look at you like, okay, man, I'll take that chance. <laughs> That's odd to me, man. Like, if you tell them, you ask a person, hey, do you play the lottery? They're like, no, nah, the chance of me winning that is less than a percent. But I'm like, shit, you talk about winning $330 million at a time. You know, like, you want to take that chance? But hey, what, you don't, what do you have to lose? Yeah, and it's just... It's weird because, like I said, you realize people don't really understand odds. People don't really understand numbers. Honestly, people only respond to big numbers. They see big numbers. They see they see sensationalized words like death. They see dollars. They see number one on the charts. They see this many downloads. And they see that as an accomplishment. They see this many likes and retweets. People respond to that. And it's wild how they respond to it without actually doing any critical thinking or diving into what the numbers really mean as long as the numbers look good they look like something that i should respond to in this way that's what you get but anyways man words of advice brother what you got say man um i had some good words of advice and then we got carried on and i forgot what they were but at the same time um just hey you know how we do just kind, just kind of to, to summarize this whole conversation that we've had. Um, do what you feel is best for you to sustain whatever it is that you're trying to sustain. If you're trying to sustain life, keep yourself out of situations that make you more susceptible to death. Whether that be staying home, avoiding COVID, um, avoiding being flowed out by shady niggas, or whatever it is <laughs> that you might be. You know, hey, stay alive the best way you can. Straight up. And uh, all I'm going to say is uh, tomorrow I finally get to watch The Rise of the Skywalker because May the 4th be with you is <laughs> going to be in full effect. So you may you may hear me next week <laughs> talking some nerd shit next week because <laughs> I really I was cheap and I really was I really was curious about this movie and uh, I'm excited to watch it tomorrow. So my, my Monday, my well, I'm, I'm, when you listen to this, it'll be today. And, uh, and, and like I said, May the 4th be with you. And uh, yeah, man, I- I'm sorry that you guys are going to get to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, but I have my fingers crossed that you get to thot it up on July 4th. Then that's all I got. Hey, man, I appreciate you for checking in. Oh, shout, out, course, shout, out, shout out to Tay for doing the live. We appreciate that. 
Yeah, man, and shout out to the honorary member Mahad. Uh, <laughs> My boy Mahad. Them motherfuckers in there spitting. That is a spit, son. <laughs> oh man, I think that's Keith people, man. But either way, man, it's it's good. It's good. Like he said, man, it's good to uh one thing that has in, in all of this pandemic shit and all this quarantine and shit, we definitely have met some interesting people. And I, I think more than ever, our page is thriving. I think our vid, our profile vid is thriving. I mean, hey, we capitalizing off a of crisis too. But at the end of the day, we ain't even asking for no money. So we do this shit because we love it. That don't mean we love y'all. But uh, either way, with that being said. Wait, hold on. Let me go follow my guy while, while, we, while, while I'm thinking about it. It's fresh on my mind. But this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?